Welcome once again to the Party of One podcast, the actual play RPG podcast where the gaming table is always set for two. I'm your host as always, Jeff Stormer, and this week on the show, I am joined by Taylor Daigneault for a game of This Vineyard Will Be Our Salvation. This Vineyard Will Be Our Salvation is a character-driven story game based on Alex Roberts's For the Queen. In it, players take on the role of a group of ducks and geese, Indian runner ducks specifically, and the geese that watch over them, who have been selected to work at a vineyard their entire working life until they are finally able to retire to Ifredesi Island, a paradise on Earth. It is a game about, well, working. It is a, a powerful, a heavy, emotional a challenging game about the realities of working and living in a system where we are forced to work until we have to retire. Um, it, it gets pretty heavy. Uh, it's, it's pretty real, pretty raw, pretty cathartic. And honestly, like I had such a wonderful experience playing it that I really just can't wait for you to listen to it and take it in and really like appreciate this beautiful, beautiful thing that we created. Uh, be sure to head to tinkertailorpublications.itch.io slash vineyard to pick up your copy of the game or check the show notes for a link to This Vineyard Will Be Our Salvation. In addition to the game's designer, Taylor is also the designer of Made Away Quarterly, a gaming magazine from Tinker Taylor Publications, uh, written exclusively by indigenous authors, critics, and game designers across the globe, uh, with issues that cover art theory, criticism, and interviews about board games, card games, sports, tabletop RPGs and video games, all with the goal of highlighting the diversity of voices and perspectives from indigenous gaming communities around the world. If you'd like to support Made Away Quarterly, you can go to patreon.com slash mqmag, or again, check the show notes for more information. And with all that said, let's go ahead and throw it over to me in the past so that he can get started with the show. Take it past me. Thanks, future me. This week, I am sitting down with Taylor Danio. Taylor, thank you so much for coming on Party of One. Hey, happy to be here. So uh, I'm happy to have you. This is going to be fun. I've been I've been looking forward to this all day. This is this is my fun weekend uh, podcast recording. I'm so excited. This is going to be great. Yeah, I have been hyped for this all week. I'm good. I'm glad. Me too. I've been like, it's it's fine. I just kind of got my calendar in order for the like, it's been, <laughs> you know, you it's been a couple weeks and a couple months where I've been kind of flying. And I this is the first like this is the first recording where I've had it on my calendar. So I've been able to be like, Hell yeah, I'm going to record with Taylor this weekend. That's going to be really, really good. Oh, sweet. Speaking of recordings, why don't you take a moment and let the lovely listeners at home know about what we are playing this week, as well as anything else you've got going on that you might want the audience at home to know about. Yeah, so we're going to play This Vineyard Will Be Our Salvation, uh, which is a game that I wrote and published for a game a game jam called the Atlas Obscura Jam on itch.io. It's one of two games that were part of the jam that were submitted. So it's... Uh, about as niche as you can get, I guess. Um, my name is Taylor Danio. I'm a two-spirit Métis teacher and game designer living in Winnipeg, Manitoba. I am the person behind any game that comes from Tinker Taylor Publications and also the person behind an upcoming Indigenous sports and gaming magazine called Made Away Quarterly. So if you're looking to follow me on Twitter and see all of the things that I'm doing, that's at TaylorDND. Uh, but you can find my itch account on Tinker Taylor Publications dot itch dot io and made to wake quarterly at patreon.com backslash mqmag uh, and if you want to contribute to that if you are an indigenous person who is interested in contributing and getting paid for contributing i would love to pay you to give me your input on games and ideas and opinions about games and sports in indian country that's bit.do backslash contribute mq to see the pitch guidelines 
Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hey, that hey. is. <laughs> you, you dropped a link in the Discord. You were just like, hey, does anybody want to like promote this? And I saw it and I was like, yo, that's dope. I want to. I, I do want. I do want to promote that. I I want everybody to promote that. Hey, if you're listening, it's go a, go promote that. Go promote it. I get. I I am telling you to, and you're listening to my podcast, which means I legally have the right to tell you that. That's my. <laughs> that's that's the power that you have granted me. It's in the terms and conditions that you clicked, and you thought, oh, I'm just going to click and approve that. That's the power that you gave me was I get to tell you to retweet things. <laughs> It's not a power that I try to use or abuse often, but it's important to use it from time to time. So tell us about This Vineyard Will Be Our Salvation. Talk us through what the game is about and what we're going to be doing here today. So This Vineyard Will Be Our Salvation was an entry into the Atlas Obscura Jam, which is where we read an Atlas Obscura article and then decide on how to design a game around it and try to get that game done. And I think it was a one month deadline. So With This Vineyard Will Be Our Salvation, I found an article that said, This Vineyard is run by 2,000 Indian runner ducks. And it spun off into a game where you are either an Indian runner duck or a goose, or a goose who works as a security detail for the ducks, working in a vineyard where all of the ducks, where all of the ducks are working, eating the pests that would destroy the crops that are growing in the vineyard. Hmm. It's largely a game about how much I don't like that we have to work for money because the ducks will spend their entire life working there. But the benefit of this is that they get to retire at the end of that. And I thought, well, is retirement really worth it if you have to spend all of your life working for slugs? And then I realized the slugs are just money and we are just the ducks. And that is what life is. And I got a little sad. That's I'm sad right now. (laughs) <laughs> and so thank you. Like I that sounded sarcastic, but like genuinely thank you because like I'm so excited to play this game and like work through this because that is a hell of a good pitch. Like really truly like I I read it the first time you mentioned to me you were like, "Hey, maybe we could play this." I was like, "Yeah, that's really freaking good." All right, let's let's do this. Th- so like I'm very I'm I'm extremely excited to get into this because I think it's going to be really cathartic. I think cathartic is a good way to put it. Especially because I'm coming off of the end of a very stressful work week. So I feel like a game, a game processing the emotions of the frustrations of working for a living feels like right what I needed at this moment. Oh, hell yeah. All right. Do you want me to give you the intro text? Um, I, I, I'll go through the intro text, I think. Yeah, do it. Welcome to the vineyard. We employ over 2000 Indian runner ducks to tend the crops control pests and fertilize the soil. Working ducks keep regular schedules and flocks are rotated through the tasks on a regular basis. We also have a few hundred geese employed as a security detail for the vineyard. We value our employees and take every precaution to make the vineyard a safe haven from the claws of the mongoose crime family and the corrupt parliament of owls. In exchange for your labor, we promise that when you grow too old and weary to work, you will retire to Ifradesi Island, a paradise for you to live out your last days safe from the hustle and bustle of business and politics. We guarantee our employees never wind up on anyone's plate. All right. So the character creation is incredibly simple. You decide if you're an Indian runner, duck, or a goose, and then you pick some pronouns. Uh, and then All right. it's also worthwhile at the top of the game to decide what kind of safety mechanics we're going to be using and also to know each other's pronouns. Like I, I use they, them. And I use he, his. Okay. 
Uh, safety mechanics. Um, we traditionally on party of one use a verbal X and an O card. X card is we take some, we pause, we can either pause, take something out of play if we need to take a break, like it is there to stop the game for any reason. The end card is if we are moving in a direction that we want to kind of gradually move away from. We don't need a hard stop, but we we feel like we're we want to kind of push the brake a little bit and move in and move into another lane. And the O card is I'm here for this. This is my jam. I've never been more excited for anything in my life. Let's hit that O card and we will continually emphasize that element that has come up over the course of play. Great. I am super into that. Um, All right. Do you have a character in mind? I am thinking. So the Indian runner ducks are the ducks that actually walk along and eat the slugs and the geese are security details. So I think I want to be an Indian runner duck. I think my name is. uh, Let's go with. um, Let's go with chip beak. And my my pronouns are he his. Okay, chip beak, the Indian runner duck. Yes. All right. I think that. I'm going to. So part of me is like, well, we've got a duck. I should be a goose. But then the other part of me is like, what if we're both ducks? And I'm like, "Mm, what is the relationship we want to have? I think that I would like to be. It's tough because I feel like they're both good answers. Yeah, well, I think that what I'm going to do is I'm going to be a goose. I think I'm going to be a okay. goose named Ocean. You say o- Ocean? Ocean Wave, yeah. Ocean Wave. And I'm going to use they and she pronouns. They and she. All right. Okay, so to play this game, uh, this is a hack of For the Queen by Alex Roberts. It replaces the card drawing mechanic with a 4 by 8 table of outcomes that we can see in our uh, Roll20 page. In the game, we just roll a d4 and a d8 to see the question on the salvation table that we're going to be answering. And when you answer the question, you can mark that box with an arrow that points to any adjacent question. Uh, we're going to take turns asking each other questions about our responses, and then the answers are going to be considered true unless we x-card it or want to rewind and replay parts of it with our with our q a or for whatever reason we we'd say actually i'd like to try again um if you land a quest on a question with an arrow marker just follow that arrow until you land on a question where you can actually answer it uh if you get caught in an infinite loop of arrows or roll a one one which is the the end game question we can choose to either go through with the end game or we can choose to re-roll and continue playing okay I like yeah. that. I love that. It's built on a philosophy that you should be able to end games when you're not having fun anymore. And if yeah. you're in a situation where there might be some social pressures to keep playing until you hit every single box, you might as well just start making those arrows so that you can direct people to one one or direct them to an infinite loop if you're like ready to be done. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. It's a soft out. I like that. I really like that. That's what that is. A That is... Consider I would I, I would describe that as considerate design, which I think is, is a, a really good thing to be like aiming towards as as a designer and a podcaster. Like I appreciate that soft out being there. And then also like I will stop playing if you ever want to stop playing. That is a rule that I have with all of the games that I run. 
I was Mm -hmm. in another life, I was going to be a phys ed teacher. And that is a very hard job to have because there are a lot of people who do not want to do the things that are going on in phys ed. But also because of the time limit, the goal of uh, most, most of the phys ed teachers I look up to is to end a game before the kids are done having fun, before it becomes boring. Mm. I like that. That's yeah. a, that's a, that is, that is a good philosophy to have in terms of like, that is, that is, that is, that is an entertainment philosophy that I, be, I, I believe strongly in. Hit the high point and end. Right. Leave, leave them wanting more. Exactly. Showbiz. <laughs> um, All right. So. Are you ready to get going? Is there anything else that we, uh, I believe, I believe we are ready to dive in. Yeah, absolutely. Would you like to make the first roll? Yes. Yes, I would. So I am going to roll my D8 and that is a two and my D4 is a three. So two on the D8 and a three on the D4 is who do you confide in at the vineyard? This is good. I like this question because I like I feel like this gives us a relationship to go off of mm-hmm. is how I would is 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 if if you are cool with that, like I like that that kind of that gives me an initial point of connection for how our characters are relating to one another is that you are the person or the goose that I am uh, confiding in at the end of the day or like during the work during work, like you are the person that I will seek out to either just kind of gripe or if I'm excited about something you are the you are the goose that I am seeking out over all others I like that uh I have a question for you then yes and it's, have you ever gotten in trouble for like leaving your post to come and confide in with me I would like to say if you are cool with this I would like to say no because you haven't uh Inform like you haven't gotten me in trouble for it because you are the you are the security detail you are the person sort of oversee like well you are you are, you you have had the opportunity to get me in trouble and have either and have covered for me in previous conversations. There we go. Ocean wave does not snitch. Ocean wave does not snitch. I'm into it. All right. I like that. So what you can do is you can draw an arrow on that block and and have it face any of the other uh, adjacent pieces. So diagonal is also allowed. All right. I am going to. I'm going to draw an arrow to this one right here. So do I answer this question or do you answer this question? That question it. The way that the arrows work is if yes. I roll the same number that you have ro- rolled. Oh, got it. So then it drives you to that question. Oh, that's really neat. I really like that. It It's uh, like when you're... This game was made for cards originally, and mm-hmm. the idea is that you can just discard a card. But if you can't discard cards because it's a game board, the idea is, well, print out the one page you actually need. Now it's a board game. Oh, that's really good. That's really, that's really, really well done. Really, really well done. I do what All I right, can. Nathan, I have drawn a. I have drawn an arrow to the left, and we will find out what that means if you roll a two and a th- if you roll a two and a three. All right, let's see what I roll. I have rolled a three and a five. I forgot that roll twenty has dice rolling. I'm going to continue rolling my my regular dice though because they're pretty and they match the aesthetic of the game. Oh, describe your dice. They are kind of like um, 
they're very I would describe them as like I think I grabbed I think I I was giving these as like a Christmas gift, but they are very like they look hand painted, but I think they are carved, but they're very like script like with little flourishes like dots in the dots in the eight and the five. And they have this very kind of a old script like flair to them. Huh. That kind of matches the, the, the script like flourishes in the, in the game itself. And they have this sort of, uh, almost, I would almost describe it as like a church, like, uh, like calligraphy like look to them. They're very pretty. They're very pretty and very proper, which feels right for like a very kind of prim and proper vineyard. Very aesthetic. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, So the question that I've rolled is, you have a personal connection to the land the vineyard is on. What is it? And I think that before the vineyard was built, Mm -hmm. my... My family, Ocean Waves family, was living in in and alongside the river that used to run through here. The river has mm-hmm. been turned into an irrigation system for the vineyard. All of the nests were cleared and a large metal fence has been put up around uh, not only just the river area that the vineyard is pulling from, but around all of the property that the vineyard is on. And now only only the birds that are actively working for the vineyard are able to actually continue to nest in this area dope i like that i really like that okay and i'm gonna draw my arrow i think i'm going to draw mine diagonal to the right all right my time for my second roll yeah that is a two and a seven. So two, seven. You feel as though you have never truly belonged here. How do you compensate for your perceived failings? I, oh, I'm definitely, I, I, I dig twice as hard and I, I put in longer hours and I, I figure if I can just outperform the other ducks, then maybe that voice in my head that says I don't belong and I shouldn't be doing this. Maybe I can outrun that voice. If I can, if I can, if I can push a little harder, if I can give a little more then maybe I'll finally feel like this vineyard will give me the recognition that I want, because I think that I, I feel I don't belong because I feel like, I want to be seen and I want to be appreciated and I want to be noticed. I want, I want people to see the beautiful kind of almost rainbow sheen that is on like my feathers. When you get a little bit of water on them, that starts to run off and it gets that little bit slick. Yeah. 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 I want, I want people to see that sheen and to see me as this sort of big, shining, beautiful bird. And I feel like if I'm here in the muck and the mud gathering up slugs, like I can't do that. But I feel like if I just gather up enough of them, if I just work hard and I keep pushing and I keep, you know, being I keep I keep pushing a little further and trying to be the overachiever, then maybe I'll fi- I'll feel like. I'll fit in. OK. Um, 
Who does Chip Beak think the the like standout duck in their flock is? Um her name is Her name is Slugbelly? <laughs> nice. You know, you live sometimes you live up to a name and 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 she has she that was a name that was given to her, uh Slugbelly cuz God damn it. She's she's real good at gathering up slugs. She's real good at doing her job. And like she it's 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 not as much that she like is exceptionally good at like gathering up the slugs and 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 clearing off the plants and like keeping pests out. It's that she has been doing it for so long without any signs of slowing down and I think that the vineyard is an there's an element of seniority there like the longer you work the more respect is the wrong word cuz you don't get that respect but it it's mm-hmm. a an authority i guess is how i would describe it right i can so, i can see that it's the so slug sorry go ahead. no it's like the the foreman of the yard who's been working at the same brickyard for for 20 years 30 years Right. And it's, 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 it's how well you perform doesn't matter as much as that you've been performing for a long time. And I think that Slug Belly, she's just been around a really long time. And so, you know, when, when it comes time to, to recognize a great employee, she's the one that gets lifted up. And I think that that feeling of, of, it feels like she's getting lifted up just because she's been around a while. And, and at times it's like, well, okay, then I just have to work even harder because I, I'm never going to be around it. I'm never going to have been around as long as her. So I just need to work that much harder so I can get that recognition. Right. I'm going to turn, I'm going to put this down and to the right. Okay. I'm going to roll. I've got a two and a one. Oh, okay. What dictate from the parliament? Oh, that's a two. A two and one. What becomes of all the eggs that are laying? So Indian runner ducks lay over 280 eggs a year. Wow. Yeah, they are one of the, the highest laying ducks in the world because they were bred to not fly and lay eggs. Um, I learned all this through that Atlas Obscura article. And then now I, I genuinely just want to retire and raise Indian runner ducks, which is not what this game was supposed to be about. Um, you know, our art takes us in unexpected places. And I, I for one, think that's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? I think that... I think that different... Ducks and geese have different ideas about what happens to the eggs, but I think that there are mm. two two main theories. One, uh, we know that all of the fertilized eggs are gathered and brought into an incubation center and the workforce continues to reproduce itself. So we know that. But the rest of the eggs, there is one theory that they are being used to pay off forces from the outside so that they don't attack or or obstruct the progress of the vineyard. And there is another theory that the eggs are actually 
being being hoarded somewhere. They are being hoarded and shipped mm. off. Uh, and some conspiracists might say that there isn't an actual sorting system for the fertilized eggs, even though that is oh, conventional knowledge. Yeah. Oh, so uh, let me ask you the, the tough question then. Yeah. Which does Ocean Wave believe? Ocean Wave knows that there is a special brigade of security geese who are responsible for transporting eggs from the hatching center to a farmhouse at the, the beginning of every day. Ocean Wave believes that these eggs get sorted, but I think mm. that that has come into question more and more since Ocean Wave has had a friend uh, who has joined those forces and does not talk about what happens to these eggs. Where before Ooh, they were like, that's good. what do you think happens? It is not talked about anymore. And so there's some skepticism. That is, that is a lot. And that is, that is a lot to deal with. Yeah. All right. Which way, which, which direction is this, is this box pointing in? It's going to point to one of the boxes that you have already drawn an arrow on. Okay. I'm going to roll my dice. I've run a old a two and a six. Two and six. You once saved the lives of an entire flock of workers. What did it cost you? I think what it cost me was um there was a there was a mudslide like like uh, a part of the there was it was during a rainstorm and there was like a particularly uh steep hill that like like we were we were doing our gathering on we we were we were watching and several workers were like too close and were almost like dragged down the hill in the mudslide and I kind of uh, got their attention and sort of like rushed them off. But in doing so, I had to like there was a uh, there was a vine of grapes on that on that like crop that like spot of land that, that everyone was sort of tending to. And I think the thing that I lost is it's never been confirmed. Like no one has ever said anything about it. In fact, no one really ever mentioned that that mudslide happened. Right. It was it was never really talked about. It was never really acknowledged. No one ever like said, hey, great job saving those workers. No one ever said, hey, why did you not protect that vine of grapes? But in the back of Chipbeak's mind, if I had protected that vine of grapes, if I had saved the grapes and the ducks, that would have been the thing that would have made me a star. So it's just kind of in the back of my mind. Like it's this one little kernel of doubt in the back of my mind that had this happened, had this gone differently, I would have been a star. And so I think what it has (sighs) taken from me, what it cost me was my confidence. It cost me, 
it is it is the core it is this this emblematic thing of why i doubt myself why i lack that that sort of uh assuredness oh little baby oh i know right <laughs> you did a good thing and you get nothing for it and like nothing you actually you lose something for it who wrote this game i'm mad at them If I could get the designer right here, right now, I'd have words. <laughs> All right, I'm going to point this to the right. All right. I'm going to go to that exact same spot. So I rolled a 2-6, which is going to bump me over to the right. You will have a strong moral compass. What if the vineyard conflicts with that? I wonder. I really wonder. I have some I have some <laughs> questions, yeah. Uh Yeah, I think that as the weeks go by from the point where I should name this this other goose who's working the security detail. Um What about Bottleneck? Oh, Bottleneck is so good. I think that they call themselves Bottleneck Bill. Bottleneck Bill. That's so good. That's a good duck name. <laughs> Bottleneck Bill is uh, I think that they're a part of the, the goose security detail and what mm-hmm. they they are the one who who is friends with Ocean Wave. Um, Bottleneck Bill can be a guy. Bottleneck Bill uses he him pronouns. Uh, and he. From the point that he joined the. The egg brigade. Ocean Wave has become more and more and more uh, concerned to the point where I think when you had asked, what does Ocean Wave believe? Uh, a few weeks into the future, Ocean Wave believes that there is something shifty going on with these eggs uh, and doesn't know what to do about it. Yeah, that feels like the right answer to that question. Yeah, I'm going to... Draw my arrow. Huh. There we go. I'm really living for the diagonals. All right. I've rolled a four, four. Okay. Four and a four. You once put another bird's life in danger. Who were they and how were you disciplined? Mm. I once. Oh, I I once. Um, my friend. It's another good duck name. My friend, uh, my friend Tallwing. Uh, Tallwing uses he, they. Tallwing is uh, Tallwing. I. I overworked Tallwing one day. Um, I uh, to the point where um, to the point where the geese had to get involved and kind of like shuffle us inside because I think it was like um, not the same rainstorm, but a slightly but like a thunderstorm was uh, was going and like I was just so certain that like if I could just work a little bit harder and. Uh, Tallwing, they just kept trying to bring me inside, right? They kept trying to 
they kept trying to 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 be the one to be like, no, we got to head inside. And I kept kind of doubling down and being like, no, I've got I've got work left to do. I'm not done. And they almost got hit by lightning. It was the the day that the lightning struck the farm or Ooh. the vineyard rather. Ooh. And they almost got struck and the geese had to like run in and grab us and kind of drag us by the neck and like get us inside into sort of the into sort of the 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 pen and i think i was disciplined by i had to take on tall wings quota okay on top of yours right like yeah yeah like i had to i basically had was given like a double workload mm. and uh, it just it you know it burned me out it was it was i was in crunch mode for 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 almost two full weeks trying to like make up both of these quotas um how would chip beak feel if they ever found out that the chair of the discipline committee for that case was ocean wave Ooh. I think it would crush them because I think that they, I think that Chip Beak thinks of Ocean Wave as on his side. And like he, I think he kind of sees Ocean Wave as the person or the goose that like sees what he's going through and like hears what he's going through and to, to to hear that they were on the other side of this, to hear that they were responsible for that two weeks of misery <laughs> would uh would gut them. I don't I think that I think that they would probably in time be okay with with the decision that she made, but I think that the 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 acknowledgement that there is a fundamental difference between Chip Beak and Ocean Wave would crush Chip Beak. Right. And there you I go. Draw this arrow up here. I am rolling my stuff. I rolled two six again, uh, which means that I get to follow a train of arrows now. Um, one, two, three, up to you once tried to run away. Why and what caused you to return? Good question. Mm. I think... That it was after the disciplinary meetings. Mm. I think that Ocean Wave was the chair of the committee and had a real crisis of faith when she realized that her role in the vineyard had to be one of enforcing order, but not necessarily justice. Okay, I love that. Yeah, I think that The issue with being a chair of a committee is that your name is tied to every action that the committee takes in a way that the other voting members' names are not. Hmm. But I think that what happened, I, I, I'm going to pin her to the wall. I think that there was a split vote and she sided with the disciplinary decision. Hmm. And I think that threw her into a state of guilt and shame. And I, I, I think that's why she 
would run away. She would. Yeah, I think that is why she ran away. And I, I think that it was. Uh, I think that she was gone probably for the two weeks that Chipbeak was working, which I can only imagine made it a whole other experience for him on top oh, of yeah. that. My, 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 my best friend was gone. Like my, my confidant who had wanted nothing to do with me. As far as I saw it, you wanted nothing to do with me. Right. Uh, uh, I think that the only reason that she came back was because. No, I think that the reason that she came back is because it is dangerous outside of the vineyard. It is a hard mm. life and her family and community are gone. The vineyard took that uh, and now she is the last in her line and has nowhere to go except for back to her homeland, regardless of who is running it or when. That's really that's that's so that's tragic. All right. That is a three and an eight. There is a rumor about you that is known by almost everyone, but believed by few. Is it true? Um, the rumor. The rumor is known by almost everyone. That. I have been. Plotting an escape. Everybody has heard this. Because after that two week block, everybody had heard that like, everybody, everybody that that rumor spread like wildfire in that two weeks, like that, like because I wasn't I wasn't spending my night in the pen. I was just nowhere to be found. Hmm. And so everybody the rumor was widely spread that like I've been plotting some kind of escape. And I think that the truth is. A bit in the middle. Because I've been I have been plotting an escape, but not for me. I think that. In our time as friends. You know the way that like you might not be friends with someone's friends, but if you hang around them, you come to know them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Bottleneck Bill is a friend of a friend. Oh, my God. Oh my God. By sheer random chance one day, Bottleneck Bill and I ended up like at the feeding troughs together. Mm-hmm. And he just let slip like, I can't keep doing this. Oh, I, I, can't, I can't. I can't keep. I can't keep. I can't keep going the way that I'm going. And the the, the truth is. I I have worked this field harder than anyone else in this, anyone else in this vineyard. You know, I might not have been around as long as slug belly, but I have worked this field harder and I have been more on the ground than anyone else. So if anyone is going to find a way to get someone out who really cannot do this anymore and really does not trust the system to give them the fair and equitable retirement that we've been promised, it's going to be me. So the answer is yes, I am planning an escape. The rumor is is true, but what but but the truth is not that it is for me. It is for Buffalo. It is for Bottleneck Bill, who is trying to escape his role as a security goose on the egg detail. Okay. And I am gonna put this one up here. When yeah, that's fine. Up into the right. When you plan your escape, uh, 
does bottleneck build take advantage of it? <sighs> I think so. Rad. I think I think that I think it's got I think yes. I think I think it happens. I think bottleneck escapes. I think that like there is a calamity to it because it throws the rumor into disarray because like I'm kind of able to play to play naive about it. Like, what do you mean? I, I wasn't planning anything. Like, I had nothing to do with this. It was bottleneck Bill. I, I'm not even friends with bottleneck Bill. <laughs> We're not even we don't even work together. But like I think that he escapes, and I think that the really awful part of that is that like I don't hear anything after that. Mm. Which might be the best possible thing. Yeah. That might mean that 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 he's on the clear and has just started over. We weren't really we weren't friends. <laughs> <laughs> or it might mean that he is that he has gone silent. Like it isn't like that that nagging doubt of like I'm never I'm I don't know and I might never conti- also eats away at Chip Beak. I love it. Okay. Ah, uh, I wish you could see my face right now. Ah, uh. I'm, 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 I'm beaming. This is, this is, this is great. <laughs> All right. Let's see what we get next. I rolled a one and a three. How has working in the vineyard changed your way of viewing the world? I think growing up as a hatchling, Ocean Wave was optimistic. She had the stories of her her mother goose and had the stories of the geese that came before her. She she as a uh, as a little kiddo would waddle around and be like, this used to be uh, an offshoot of the river where we could bathe without having to worry about dirtying the water. And this over here used to be a a thick algae pond where we could uh, dig up some extra extra nice slugs and and just kind of get our our feet wet it was it was where my great great grandpa met my great great grandma and i think that that optimism and connection over the course of i'm going to say probably 10 10 years of maturity have run her down a little bit i think that she is more cynical and she's more anxious it is a a situational anxiety that just kind of sits on the crest of her wings. Geese. All right, all you. All right. That is a three and a six. Where does that put us? Three and six. So I'm going to go up. Uh, up and to the right, up, up. Why do you secretly fear Ifradesi Island? Whoo. <laughs> I know the answer. Because when I don't have work, when I don't have the job to fill my time, I will be forced to confront the question of whether the work that filled all of my time was worth it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's very good. Ah. Mm. And we are going to put that. We're going to have this continue to go up. Okay. 
I rolled a big, big working moods. Yeah. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Um, I rolled a four, six, uh, which is you once testified in front of the parliament of owls. What drove you to challenge their rule? I think that this was during the two weeks where ocean wave was out of the vineyard. I think that Mm -hmm. she went to the parliament of owls to try and, Convince them to put in place uh, an avian protection legislation, something that would allow for accountability in egg distribution, that would allow for uh, rotated flocks and and like transparent shift schedules, uh, mm-hmm. just create a more equitable workspace. And... The Parliament of Owls dismissed her out of hand. Like they were, mm-hmm. they were rude and jarring, and questioned why they should listen to a goose that couldn't even make it as a security detail in the vineyard, advocating mm-hmm. for a vineyard that they chose to leave. And so that is the test of. The testimony of Ocean Wave to the Parliament of Owls. Very good. That is a 1-4. So that brings us to... Oh, no. Oh. (laughs) Oh, that's per that's 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 rough, but it's perfect. You lead an expedition to find a missing bird. Who are <laughs> they to you? I think I think it's the last piece of helping bottleneck escape. Oh is that is they come to me they came to me because I know this I have worked this field harder and, and more intensely than any other duck. They came to me because I know every inch of this, of this compound of this vineyard of these fields. I know these fields like the back of my hand, even the ducks that have been around longer, like don't know the nooks and crannies in the way that I do. So they, they put me in charge and they said like, find how the escape happened and where bottleneck might be now. And who bottleneck is to me now is I think as much as I fear that I'm never going to hear from them again, they, if they be, they are a symbol that it is possible to get out of here on your own terms and live a life that is not tied to work. Like, I think that after that moment, I think my relationship to the vineyard changed. Mm -hmm. And I think like I stopped thinking of it as I'm going to succeed if I work harder. And I started seeing it as, as it really is possible to just leave, you know, it takes work. You got to have an escape plan and you got to like plan things out 10 steps ahead. But so I, they are, they are to me a symbol that is that, that the symbol that there is a world outside of this, that you can, you can want, you can have once and like this place cannot define you. And that if you, if you, if you execute on the plan, like you can achieve that. Hmm. And I think that like, I, I very thoroughly 
botched that search party. <laughs> I was in the wrong spots, you know, like I bungled yeah. every bit of that. Yeah. And it's it's kind of maybe the first act of I'm going to call it open rebellion that Chip Beak ever commits. Very good. It's the first it's the first time that I I I act against the vineyard's interest is not showing not letting them find how bottleneck escaped can i tell you a story that can be cut because it's probably unrelated yeah please okay um so i'm metis uh it's an indigenous group in canada Mm -hmm. uh but the the origins of the nation are in both european and indigenous roots so they're a new nation in a way that like exists the way that we formed as a as a nation and as a national identity was when english and french trappers living in huronia with the huron started spending their summers with cree women and dene women uh like indigenous women throughout like Mm -hmm. more central canada or what would become canada the kids wintered there they they were raised by their mothers usually and there's some gender differences like who goes to europe who doesn't who stays in the, the fort but mm-hmm. those kids grew up knowing how to survive in a way that the french didn't and the english didn't and so they became known as the bois brule the burntwood boys their kids were called uh the metis by the europeans and the otipemesua by the cree which means the people who own themselves and it's just like the idea of bottleneck Bill finding a way to potentially own themselves and the the acts of resistance uh, that are coming through just remind me of those kids who are finally deciding not to work for the Hudson's Bay Company or the Northwest mm-hmm. Company and are instead independent and and they will they will trade first for sure they they will they will do the work but they also know how to survive and don't need to like pay room and board. They don't need to mm-hmm. like, constantly be indebted to a company that owns them because they own themselves. That rules. Yo. <laughs> Can I keep that in? Because that's great. Yeah, absolutely. Um, All right. Hell yes. <laughs> uh, the other question I have, is, I think for like more tight to the game, is um, how, do, how do the other ducks in the vineyard talk about the failure of the search party. I think that they, I I think it is, it is very split. And I think that, like I said earlier, like everyone is baffled that it wasn't me. Right. And I think (laughs) that, that because they're baffled that it wasn't me, they, they assumed that like, if I, if, if, if it wasn't me planning the escape, then I have to be, I have like, they, they, I, I think my reputation is fairly in the clear. And I think bottleneck's reputation, I think they talk about, they talk about it in terms of as, as it relates to bottleneck. Mm. Okay. And I think it's, it's split into two points of view. Either bottleneck is a criminal mastermind, uh, sort of a, like, I think that they talk about, I think the first School of Thought talks about Bottleneck in the same way as sort of a D.B. Cooper. Hmm. As sort of a, how did he pull this off? 
you know, what, like, how did he manage this? What an astounding feat. And I think the other half is like almost in the vein of a, like a, a, almost in the way that we talk about like serial killers in terms of like, how did we let this happen? Mm-hmm. Right. Like, like it is a, it is a, how did we allow this to come to pass? How did, how did this happen under the noses of the geese? How did, how did no security detail notice that? Like, what does that say about, and like all of these, the, the way that we talk about, the way that they talk about it is that, is that like his escape represents this deep failure of the system or <laughs> he is simply such an astounding criminal that he pulled this off in spite of everything. And I think it like, there's, there's intense debate on both sides of that. Very good. All right. I live, I, I am living for these like radical acts of defiance. Yeah. Right. Hey, feels good. Feels good. Um, uh, I'm going to go two two. Of course, what dictate from the parliament of owls puts your life at risk? Your way of life at risk. Um, so this is going to come, I think, a few months after the return. So Ocean Wave is back at the vineyard, has been reinstated in her position, and the Parliament of Owls, after having their attention turned to the vineyard, realize how little control and profit they are actually getting from it. And rather than investigating the way that the system works, they start putting in place uh, very restrictive safety measures that punish the the vineyard in order to collect uh, more profit from it, but that there's nothing stopping the vineyard from pushing that down onto the quality of life for the other, for the workers who are living there. So we start seeing that uh, hay isn't changed out as often. Nesting material mm-hmm. is scarce. The, the only things that are actively still working effectively are the incubators and the crops. Uh, the crops stay fertilized. So there is a, a point where, where everyone is starting to realize that the quality of the feed in the course of each week is getting lower and lower and lower. And so eating the slugs in the vineyard becomes not only the, the way to show that you are a good worker, it becomes a means of survival. Mm-hmm. And I think there's there's an irony there <laughs> because I think that like as this is happening, I think it's it's interesting because to look at it from the top, here's how here's how it looks from the top down. Is because everyone is is flocking to eat more of these slugs, everyone seems to be working harder. Mm-hmm. So it looks like everyone is catching up to how quickly chip beak is working. But the reality is that for the first time, chip beak is not working as hard. So as everybody is doing a little more, chip beak is like noticeably slacking off and noticeably cutting or like I'd say not so noticeably slacking off and starting to cut corners and starting to like push back against the system. And it's becoming harder to notice because everybody's working harder. Like everybody is, everybody seems to be catching up to Chipbeak, who has been 
at the at the front of the line for so long that it just kind of looks a little bit more like everybody is reaching a same level when really it's it's chip beak like pushing back and like you know squirrel like uh, squirreling away a few grapes to distribute among like Yo. among some of the ducks and the geese and like you know like doing little bit these little tiny acts of resistance are happening that are that like are getting not quite noticed because everybody is working that much harder because they have to to survive there you go all right that is a two and a five not every bird gets to work in the vineyard. What makes you special? <sighs> there is a time when I would have said that it is a a real commitment to going above and beyond in pursuit of the in pursuit of the vineyard's values and committing to a real firm uh, belief in collaboration and innovation and, you know, a real, a real desire to see results and to enact change in a positive way for myself and my coworkers and the company's, uh, interest. Uh, uh, now I'm not so sure what that answer is. Mm -hmm. There was a time when I would have believed those words. And now I'm starting to realize that those words are buzzwords. <laughs> I am oh. going to let's put this one down this way. Okay. I rolled a four and an eight, so I'm on the exact bottom corner. Uh, you have a strong sense of purpose. How does this serve you while working at the vineyard? I think what is, what is your strong sense of purpose? Yeah, okay. I think that earlier before all of the the questions and the anxiety and the the fear, the sense of purpose was that I wake up every day and I protect this vineyard. I protect a safe workplace. I protect a place that values its employees and is actively working towards a a model of a, a progressive model of development where we can live and work in harmony and that just becomes the way of life for a community but i think that now especially in having conversations with chip beak now that sense of purpose has moved from a sense of upholding, uh, upholding the workplace culture uh, to a state of flux, to a state of, hmm, of recognizing the potential of the individual and the actions of an individual. Mm -hmm. um, I think that Ocean Wave is, is driven by a sense of her own weight in the vineyard and how her her individual decisions have upheld upsetting and unfair conditions in the past and so now that there there is a drive in her to start making change so where before it helped her to uphold the system she is now 
more and more interested in ways to subtly make changes uh, Mm. that can go unnoticed Mm. by major overseers like a parliament of owls. And I think that the way that she's starting to do this is she is getting up before the egg brigade and and sorting the eggs that are are that are left behind. She's she's sorting them into the piles what? that are fertilized and not not fertilized. What? Yeah, she is she is recruiting people to to start hiding and hoarding fertilized eggs. Not That's all of them. Really great. Just enough to skim off the top that like two or three each day get to stay in the nest instead of in an incubator. Oh, wow. That's very good. Dang. Okay, I'm going to roll my dice. That is a 4-4. Four, four. Where am I going here? So I'm going up here. How have you been accepted by your flock? I think... For a long time, I wasn't. And for the first time, I am. For a long time, I was the I was the uh, for a long time, I was the overachiever. I was the goody two shoes. I was the uh, I was the I was the I worked too hard. I took things too seriously. I never cut loose and relaxed. And now it feels a little bit like I am and and for a long time it was like I was acting out of place because I was trying to get noticed out, outside of the normal uh the normal hierarchy, right? Like I was mm-hmm. trying to step out of the, the accepted line, which was that the longest tenured employee is the right is the best employee. Now it's a little bit more every duck for themselves. And now people are 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 seeing me as a little bit savvier and a little bit more of like a Hey, can you show me how to, how you, can you show me how to work this section of the vineyard a little more efficiently? Like what? And and I think people are like leaning on me a little bit more and I am, uh, I think quietly accepting that for now. I think I'm quietly, um, the best word I would use to describe it is ingratiating myself at this moment. For, for the partially because this is the first time that people have really come to me and and seen my value and I feel like people are starting to see my beautiful rainbow coat <laughs> but partially because I recognize that bottleneck got out because he had a contact that he could count on maybe I need a few contacts as well mhm how does having the knowledge of how to like find slugs more efficiently and effectively than the rest of your flock give you a sense of, or a level of power as well over them. I, this is the first time I'm feeling that. And and it's something I'm really struggling with in terms of like, nobody's ever really like come to me and asked me and like, made me feel like I was important in that way before. Mm. So now I'm kind of feeling like, well, yeah, all right. I can answer that question. Yeah, I can. And I think that like, I'm, 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 
in that kind of revelatory moment of like, yeah, I'll show you how to do this because I'm really, really good at it. Aren't I great at this? Let me show you how I do it because I do it in the best way. And kind of uh, gleefully sharing my perspective on it under with the pretext that I'm really, really good at it. All right. Um, finally excited to share your workplace skills. <laughs> yeah. Four, seven. You once had a run-in with the, you once had a run-in with a member of the mongoose family. What did it take to survive? There is a night where I am doing uh, a patrol. I am, I'm on the night shift for my like five days on five days off, four days on four days off kind of, if I kind of set up and at the wall of there, there is one spot in the vineyard that none of us have realized until now where mongoose can kind of hide in a crack by the, by the gates and wait for someone to turn the corner. And when I turned that corner, they had my neck in their hand and the weight of their body pressing me into the earth. And they know that I've been, I've been sorting through the eggs. They know that they're, they're getting less than they should be. And they keep very careful accounts. And I think in order to survive, I tell them that I know who's doing this, but I don't tell them that it's me. I tell them that it's slug belly. And the next day, slug belly is gone. And I don't sort the eggs. Can I ask you a follow-up question? Please. How would Ocean Wave feel if they knew that the crack in the wall wasn't always there and that it was there because that's how that was the last piece of bottleneck escaping? Oh. I think... I think it's... It would be devastating, but in the way that devastation sometimes just hits you and you feel nothing and you just continue to feel nothing. I think that's where, where she would be. Yeah, that feels right. Cool. <laughs> um, I'm going to draw my arrow and it's all you. All right. Three and six. I think that means I'm moving halfway across the board. Yeah, you got a roller coaster ride. I do. So we're going to three, six, which I think is this one here. So I'm going up here. I'm going up three. I'm going over three. So from three, six, I end up at two, two. Which bird here are you most jealous of? Oh, it's at this point, it's ocean wave. Hmm. I think at this point, like, I know that there's no joy left to be had among the the Indian runner ducks. 
I see how things have fallen apart. I heard stories of the Egg Patrol. I I I didn't get a clear picture. Bottleneck wouldn't tell me, but I got an idea. Right. As far as I can see it, you know, Slugbelly is gone, so I don't even believe that there's reason there's reason to 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 be jealous of the tenured of the tenured ducks anymore because one day you might just wake up and they'll be gone. I really think that the only piece of the puzzle, the only job that is left that the only job that is left that seems unsullied is that of the of the the everyday patrol geese as embodied by my friend ocean wave i think it's the only job left that seems calm and there's an element of resentment there and i feel awful because we were really good friends i thought i thought mm-hmm. but i recognize i see or at least from my perspective because i don't see everything that ocean wave is going through i see it as the only job left with any stability. It's the only job left that doesn't seem to be in complete disarray. And as, as happy as I am to be where I am, because I think right now I'm in a position where I can maybe help people and maybe make things better for the ducks around me. There are times when I would really trade that for that feeling of that feeling of not having to be aware of all this stuff. What do you put that one up to the up to the end card? Yeah. What do you, what? Hmm. I'm trying to think of how I'm phrasing this. What does Ocean Wave say that patches up our friendship? Um. I think she asks Chipbeak. In a way that if we weren't really good friends would sound like a security question. Because at this point I have a reputation for knowing the fields of the vineyard really, really well. So if somebody in security, if a goose were to come to me and ask where they could hide an egg or two, Hmm? it would seem perfectly rational. But you, but, but, a random goose didn't come to me and ask that my French, my friend ocean wave did. And I can hear the cracking in your voice just a little bit. I you if we have talked for hours and hours about the job mm-hmm. and I can tell when you are asking me a work question and I can tell when you are asking me a not work question in the way that friends who work together, you can tell, Hey, I don't think this is a work thing. <laughs> And it, we never say it outright. Neither of us ever speaks it outright. But but I give you an answer. Right. I tell you a few places that the, the security there is a little lax and, and, you know, there's some shrouded areas. There's some places where the vines have some overgrowth and some stuff there would probably just go missing, frankly. And I give you the answer in the most workmanlike way that I can and. I let it, I let it be. I don't push it. But I think we start chatting again. I think we, 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 we hit the trust together again. And I think we, 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 
start chatting again like we like we have when we were friends with before before everything happened before bottleneck before the troubles before the troubles okay four one oh <laughs> what do you most hope for before falling asleep at night I think that ocean wave just hopes for dreams. Like just not, not nightmares, not like ocean wave hasn't had nightmares, hasn't had dreams, hasn't had anything. It feels like she just closes her eyes and then opens them and the sun is up again. She just hopes when she falls asleep at night for dreams. That's wow. Dang. That is a one six. What do you do for the vineyard? None of the other birds can do. I think <laughs> I. Yeah, right. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Uh, oh, at this point, I'm mapping the whole thing out. Yo. <laughs> I think I'm making a map at this point is what I'm doing. I think I am. I think I am. I am laying out the official the official like diagram and the official like map of the vineyard is 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 what i am doing i am uh i am drawing it out and i am like sketching out like all of the the work paths and like the it's it's layers to it there are cross sections because some of it is underground like following where root structures are and where <laughs> the little like hollow ways are and like mapping all of this out is what i am doing that is what i am contributing I love it. Um, how public is the information that you that you are creating? Oh, not at all. <laughs> no, good. Because uh, I think that like there is an official map. I can't imagine the vineyard has existed for as long as it has, and there's not a map. Right. There's acre A three, and like you go through the acres, and they have their but, yeah. But that's not for us to know. No. We know the area that we work on. Very cool. Very, very good. Okay. I rolled a one, two. Which will take us to the last question. That does um, take us to the end game card. So the first thing that we need to do, do you feel ready to end this game? I think so. Me too. Okay. I'm going to quickly read over what goes on in the end game. Yep. Uh, if you roll the number one on both dice, begin the end game phase. In this case, we wound ourselves back to the, this place, uh, back to the 1-1 space. During this phase, nobody can ask follow-up questions. What we are going to do, I realized I didn't need to read it through this. This is very simple. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so during this phase, we are going to uh, answer the 1-1 block. Uh, I'll go first, and then you can answer yours. Yeah. We aren't allowed to add... We aren't allowed to ask follow-up questions for this stage. This is us getting the final word. So I ending, I'm ending the game, so I get to set the, the stage for Faradesi Island, and you get the last word on it as the person dragged into the ending by my role. So, when the time comes to retire to Faradesi Island, will it have been worth it? I think... I think that... 
I am surprised to learn that Ifara Desi Island is real. That when the ducks and geese do grow old, they are retired to Ifara Desi Island. It is a safe haven from the Mongoose family. It is untouched by the reign of the Parliament of Owls. It is not large. It is maybe even a little overcrowded at this point, but it is ours. And so when Ocean Wave gets there, she feels a sense of peace and belonging to have a space that is still connected to the waterways that her ancestors have been, been living alongside for generations. It's the first time, I think, in years where she feels free. And I think that sense of freedom is made worth it because of the freedom that she knows other geese and ducks have, thanks to her and Chipbeak. That's my response. I, th- I think at this point it has been it has been a while, and I think Chipbeak is older mm-hmm. and is tired, and I think I think sees this and recognizes that it is worth it, and part of it is worth it because for Chipbeak and for Ocean Wave. This was, this was, this was what they were working towards. And Chippeek is, is ultimately proud of what he was able to do in the vineyard on his own merits. But at the same time, a big part of what he is proud of is that if Aradesi Island was what he and Ocean Wave and others like them wanted, but for Bottleneck, and for and for wing spec and for for one eye and for 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 big beak and for the others that over the years chip beak helped to escape in the same way that bottleneck escaped i think they didn't want this they wanted they wanted their own path and their own life and their to live on their own terms and I think that is that is the work that Chip Beak looks back on and says, like, that's what I'm proud of. Is those little those little acts to give those ducks what they truly wanted and to let them live on their own terms. And so like and to 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 have made it to the end where 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 he got his he got his happy ending on his terms, knowing that those other ducks that he helped over the years got theirs on their own terms is what makes it worth it. Everything else is just a bonus. Mm. <sighs> All right. Yeah. That, thank you so much for playing this vineyard will be our salvation with me. Thank you. This was incredible. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, Wow. Oh, let's do a little bit of a debrief. How are you feeling? You feeling good? Because I feel I feel good. I have this big dumbass smile on my face. I am so <laughs> you and happy. Me both. 
<laughs> you and me both. Uh, I love these like good, bad avians uh, so much. Oh, yeah. No, I'm Wonderful. feeling great. How are you? How are you? I'm doing good. I'm feeling great. That turned out that that story turned out to be so much more than I expected. And like I was expecting it to be cathartic, but it was cathartic in ways that I could not have anticipated going into it. Mm. <laughs> that I feel great. You know, when I made it, I didn't expect it to be a story about uplifting your community, but I'm really glad that like I was able to do that playthrough, like a playthrough where <laughs> that happens. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like that's that's the thing is I went into it thinking like this is going to be a good cathartic experience where I'm going to I'm going to work through feelings about work. And then like it turned into it took this whole turn that like I was not expecting and was just so beautiful and validating that like I am on cloud nine at that at, at how <laughs> that playthrough went. OK, wow. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. This has been uh, such a good experience. Thank you. This was great. Um, thank you for playing it with me. Real quick, before we wrap up, where can people find you and your work online? Yeah, you can find me at TaylorDND on Twitter. Uh, you can find my games at TinkerTaylorPublications.itch.io. That's Tinker, T-A-Y-L-O-R, Publications. Uh, if you are a settler, I'm telling you, you are obligated to subscribe to my magazine. Do it before January 1st and you get $5 off for life. Uh, that's uh, made to weigh quarterly. You can find it on patreon.com at or patreon.com backslash MQ mag. Uh, and you can also go to bit.do backslash contribute MQ if you are indigenous and would like to be paid for your words. I would love to publish that for you. Uh, I'm going to throw in something else here. A friend of mine from middle school who I was the manager of a band for has actually started a music career. And I have been following that kind of in the shadows on social media. I encourage everyone to go look up 326 Lilac Sky by Nathan with a K at the beginning. Uh, so K Nathan. Uh, and in fact, please like just blast his new video with comments and likes and just all the love you can. Uh, you can find that at bit.do backslash 326LS. I'm literally writing that into my search bar right now so that I have it. I have it in front of me now, and I'm going to listen to that as soon as we're off the recording. I'm so proud um, of him. Uh. <laughs> that's a good feeling, though. Like, honestly, like, real quick side note that I'm going to leave in because I like getting gushing emotion about this. Like, do you know, it, I get I get real emotional about, like, friends doing cool stuff and being able to, like, support them. It's my favorite. It is. I mean, it's why I've done this for five years, right? Like, it's why this podcast continues to exist. You so. are a river to your people. <laughs> That's, 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 that's the, I, I do the best I can. <laughs> well, Taylor, thank you so much for coming on party of one. This was, this was the absolute best. I am beaming. And for now, I'm going to throw it over to me in the future so that he can wrap up with the show. Take it future me. <sighs> thanks past me. And thanks again to Taylor for coming on the show. I just like, I thought that game was going to be cathartic when we started and it turned into just a whole other level of something that I needed a story that like a story and an emotional space that I so desperately needed to play in. So from the bottom of my heart, Taylor, thank you so much for playing that game with me and for joining me on the show. I I'm really, I am extremely, I'm nothing if not grateful for that experience that we got to share together. Be sure to follow Taylor on Twitter at Taylor DND. 
Be sure to support Made Away Quarterly at patreon.com slash mqmag and be sure to pick up a copy of This Vineyard Will Be Our Salvation at tinkertaylorpublications.itch.io slash vineyard. Then, while you're on Twitter, follow us at Party of One Pod. Like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast. Join our Discord community at bit.ly slash Discord. Head to our merch store at bit.ly slash merch. Support the show financially at patreon.com slash jeffstormer or ko-fi.com slash jeffstormer. And be sure to check out the other podcasts that I produce every single week. All My Fantasy Children, a tabletop-inspired character creation, storytelling, and world-building podcast on the OneShot Network, powered by you. Every week, my best friend Aaron Catano, Saez, and I take a listener-submitted prompt. We spin it into an original fantasy character, and we populate a shared universe one story at a time. New episodes drop every week at OneShotPodcast.com. Party of One is produced and edited, as always, by Jeff Stormer and Jen Frank. All music for the show comes from the song Infinite Lives by Megaran featuring the D&D Sluggers. And the Party of One logo is by Evan Rowland. If you'd like to inquire about advertising rates, coming on to the show as a guest or press coverage of the show, you can email me at partyofonepodcast at gmail.com. And I think that's all we do on this show. So until next time, thank you so much for listening. Remember to fight the forces of fascism every single day. Remember that self-love and self-care are radical and defiant acts of resistance. And as always, party on, everybody. 